Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert and I'm your hostess with the mostest. If this is your first time listening, welcome. So happy to have you here. Uh, if you have not followed the podcast Instagram account, uh, go ahead and do that. Um, if you haven't left a review and a rating on the podcast yet, go ahead and do that too because we're only at 66 and I was really hoping to hit 100 before quarantine was over and that didn't happen. So some of y'all are slacking. So get on top of it. It takes literally five seconds, maybe even less. Uh, if you don't have an iPhone, that is your only excuse for not leaving a review because you can only leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. But if you can't leave a review, you can share the podcast with your friends on your social media, get the word out, do your part. Don't be lazy. Just kidding, but not really. Um, <laughs> I think that's all uh, That's all we got for our intro today. I don't, I don't think there's anything else I need to tell you guys. Um, it's uh, after nine o'clock right now, so we're just going to get right into things because I'm a grandma. Excuse me, sipping my wine. Um, today, yeah. <laughs> today, um, I have on a very special guest. Her name is Ebony. You can say hi. Hello. Um, and uh, yeah, we actually don't know each other really that well at all, other than just whatever I've seen on social media. Um, Likewise. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is actually, I don't know kind of cool sometimes most of the the majority of the time the people who come on as guests are people that I have known for a long time or at least have interacted with you know a fair amount and so it's kind of fun to have some some fresh fresh uh I don't know human (laughs) in here that sounds really weird some Some fresh fresh human Jesus Christ long week all right (laughs) is anybody else feeling me like is there a planet some sort of planet in retrograde or spinning too fast I don't know but uh, anyway (laughs) oh gosh yeah I think I think we're all kind of on the same page there it's just been a weird the last few months have just been a lot yeah I'm sure something's in retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. Um, Before we get into our little conversation of the day, of the week, whatever you want to call it, um, we're going to do just our little bothered segment. I forgot to do it last week. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I dropped the ball a little bit, but it was also... Um, a two hour long episode. So probably good that we cut that out last time. <laughs> Lipsy. Um, so I kind of sprung this on Ebony last minute because I forgot to tell her about this part, but I'll go first so she can have a second to like think of something. Um, so my bothered thing that I don't, I don't think I've talked about this specifically yet, but I don't remember. But my thing this week is Um, I'm really annoyed that I cannot live my life without peeing my pants. Like I need to start one of those chalkboards. That's like, you know, however many, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) after you have, um, children, it, I can't sneeze. I can't cough. I can't laugh too hard. I can't get up too quick. Um, and I don't like wearing underwear, so it's a problem. Fair. That's fair. (laughs) 
Maybe I should. I, I really should be better about, like, I don't know, I guess remembering to either go to the bathroom more often or, like, I don't know, wear a panty liner, but that's, t- that's hmm. a lot of TMI, but I'm annoyed. The struggle is real. I'm annoyed. Literally, <laughs> I feel a sneeze coming and I, like, brace and have to, like, cross my legs and, like, clench everything in my yeah. body and pray that I don't Try and reverse peace wet myself. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. I'm like, well, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the one? Oy vey. So that's my thing. Hmm. That's a lot to be bothered by. I'm telling you, it's it's really a struggle. I need to be doing more Kegels. Kegels? Kegels? Keg- hmm. Whatever. You know what it you, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know, know you know. Is. You clench. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Okay. Well, luckily I'm bothered by a lot of things. So I actually didn't have a struggle. She did not have a problem. Um, but okay. As ridiculous as it is, I would say I'm bothered by, okay, when certain brands discover an upgrade of packaging and then other brands don't adopt that upgrade as well. Like when like Oreo bags have the resealable like cookie thing, right? But not all cookies have that. And then, like, chips, like, some bags are resealable now, but most of them are not. And so it's, like, you're telling me that you can do this. You're just not doing it. And now my cookies are stale. I've literally never thought of that. (laughs) How? Yeah. Yeah. Just, and I don't know if it's, like, a trademark thing. Maybe. Or if it's just, like, other people haven't thought, oh, brilliant. (laughs) If anyone has the answer to this, please slide into my I mean, DMs reach and out. let me know because <laughs> These that are the is questions. really, it's really true. I think my, um, I live with my parents, no secret, um, and we always have an abundance of um, Ziploc bags. So if anything ever comes in like really inconvenient packaging like that, yeah, I just throw just, it like, in a Ziploc. take it all out and put it in a Ziploc. But I guess if, I guess if you don't have um, multiple sizes of Ziplocs, readily available that could be very irritating yeah and i've noticed that with like makeup brands too you know like some like applicators or dispensers are really good but then people don't adopt them yeah maybe i wonder if it's like maybe a fear of like oh we don't want to look like we're copying Mm. or we want to come up with something better or different i don't know i mean i don't know but individuality i guess but at the same time i've i'm like have watched a lot of um youtube videos and different things i do hair i'm in the beauty industry so that is something that i um feel like i know a little bit about um but uh i've definitely seen like like how different brands or like people will like make their makeup and how there are like certain templates of um components like lipstick components or eyeshadows or whatever palettes all of that like generic ones that you could just choose and like you know fill it in with your design and your colors and all of that Mm. and then you can of course make custom ones but the generic like templates or whatever um are probably cheaper and so people just choose one and then you know put their brand on it or their you know graphic design or whatever to make it look different but like if you stripped it all down they're like pretty much all the same yeah um but yeah 
Anyway, hmm. that's a rabbit hole. That's but why, like uh, controversial as Jeffree Star is, I love the packaging. I was thinking about him when I was talking, but I was like, do I say anything? And that's kind of like no, a hot. I just my mind really went there. It's like it's oh, like man. such a hot button. I know. Okay, but, but the Shane and Jeffrey documentary honestly was so okay. Good. Let's talk about this because. <laughs> I want to know what like what like what you think about like all the stuff that's been like surrounding all this controversy. If if you, okay, if you guys so- don't know what we're talking about, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> look it up, but I I felt very conflicted because after the YouTube series yeah. that Shane Dawson did with Jeffrey Star, I like am fully obsessed. Like love his products. Same. Like I thought they were amazing, and and now there's all ugh. this information coming out, and people are trying to cancel him or are canceling him. I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening. I'm like there is so much going on that like I'm just like my little brain can only like take in so much, but I'm just like, do I, like do I have to stop using all the makeup I've spent all this money on? Like what what do I do? How do like. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, like, really talked to anyone about, like, what they think about it. See, I don't know how to go about that either. I feel like if you have it, if you have it already, like, that, you know, I don't know. You already have it, so you got to use it. Like, you spent the money. You're not, like, re-promoting their yeah. wealth, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it's a struggle. I think a lot about separating a person from their work and like who they are from like what they've done to further the universe yeah and it's a pretty like uh, it's a pretty thin line it's like i mean we we're talking about jeffree star and makeup right now but then you also think about like what comes to mind is like musicians like michael jackson Mm -hmm. yeah that's where my mind went and then like bill cosby and and like and, like, all of these um, athletes that, you know, beat their wives and girlfriends up. Mm-hmm. And, like, but we still, like, watch football or, you know, like, all these different things. It's, like, I want to be, like, a, um, what's the word, uh, conscious, equitable person. But also, like, all humans at some point do shitty shit. And so it's, like, where do you draw the line of, like, where to spend your money, how to support, you know, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about, but this whole Jeffrey thing has been really fucking me up. I feel like there's nowhere I can spend my money these days. Like every day, it's a new, it's some new fuck shit, and like I smell it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's a stinky time to be alive right now. (laughs) And yeah, I just like, I don't know. I got shit I want to buy, I know, and I'm I don't stressed. know where to buy it anymore. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I mean, ordering online, it's like I want the instant gratification. Yeah, and like we don't have that many, like fair trade or like black owned businesses. Like there are some. Yeah, but I know it's hard. I'm right now. I'm not. I don't need. I'm not even wearing makeup, so I guess I don't really need to be worried about it that much. But I've been seeing stuff floating around, like. Like, I don't know, when people post, like, different, like, memes or, like, oh, you say this, but then you're using Jeffree Star makeup. And I'm, like, (laughs) it's hard not to, like, get that, like, defensiveness. But I'm just, like, okay, but I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. A bold statement, but I don't believe in cancel culture. 
Or at least I don't believe it's productive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're saying, it's kind of like a thin line, but also people should be allowed to mess up and and what they do after that says a lot, I think. Yeah. And it's hard to like judge or make pass a judgment, especially someone that's like has such huge status or fame or whatever. It's like, how do we know really other than, you know, whatever the people who are close to them tell us, um, like if they really are who they say they are or if they have changed or grown or whatever, it's just like, but like, yeah, like you're saying, like cancel culture is definitely, it's another one of those things that it's like, you can't just like, I mean, you just, I always, always think of it in a way of like flip it around. It's like, say I make a mistake or do something that's really horrible and, you know, I realize my mistake, feel bad about it, want to do better, want to fix it, change it and never do it again. So should I just like never be allowed to like be someone who is like thriving in society because I (laughs) fucked up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely say, I mean, we threw out a lot of controversial names like Shane Dawson, R. Kelly, but... I also, like, the older I get, I've been realizing that everybody's got some skeletons in their closet. Yeah. And they might not all be that extreme and that publicized, yeah. but everyone's got them. And mm, it's like, those those are, those are kind of big topics yeah, to tackle. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like there should be some kind of path to understanding, yeah. even if it's not acceptance of that person. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe like not going to the extreme of don't ever utter this name or support their business or buy their, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone, if you do, then you're this or that. It's just like, okay, well, you don't have to support someone or something if you don't believe in it, but like cal- just like calm down a little bit. Yeah. And like understand that regardless of your support or not, they are still part of the society and like the community. So mm, yeah, it's like... <sighs> That's a, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. You can't really get rid of people. Like, when you don't like people, I think about that all the time. Any, like, burn bridges I have, like, I'm very hyper aware that that person is walking this earth and, like, has negative feelings towards me. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Shit. I'm like, (laughs) how many bridges? I'm like, do we dive deeper into this or do we get out of this rabbit hole and get on to (laughs) something else? Um, Before we actually do go any further, talk about change the subject here. um, If you would like to just kind of tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, where you're from, you know, the basics. Okay. A little intro. A little, uh, we're already almost 20 minutes in intro. It's fine. <laughs> sick. Sick. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I'm almost 24. Um, mm, I mean, I'm unemployed right now. Okay. So I was working Fair three enough. jobs and I kind of lost them all on the same day. <laughs> because um, of Corona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one of them, it was kind of like a mutual, like I was trying not to be there and then they cut me off right when everybody else did. And I was like, oh, mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But actually, unemployment money is (laughs) smooth. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it was rough 
for me personally, just because everyone was like, I'm making more on unemployment than I was working. I was yeah. like, that is not the case for me. But <laughs> uh, good for you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can see how in your industry that would, it would be a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely helpful. But yeah. anyway. For me, it was like I went from like, working nonstop and feeling like I was constantly just a little bit behind Mm -hmm. to like having the freedom to do whatever I want and getting paid for it and making more money than I was when I was actually like working well I shouldn't say that because I definitely have been doing a lot of work it's just like not what I get paid for at the moment (laughs) and we'll get that's what we're going to talk about in a little bit (laughs) so perfect um so are you from this area or um I mostly grew up in Mount Vernon okay um but I was born in New Jersey spent some time like floating around Washington kind of Seattle area um like Kirkland and then yeah, came up to Bellingham for school twice. I'm a two-time college dropout. Um, so it happens. Okay. <laughs> it happens. We're proud. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really good at uh, not knowing exactly what I want because I want so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's what That's what I like. I don't know. As far as college goes, I always feel like more people should like take a break after high school and like work or volunteer or do whatever try different things to try to mm-hmm. figure out like is this is this something I could do forever or is this something I could you know want my career to be or whatever and then figure out like okay now let's go to school for something we actually want to go to school for and are interested in and then but that's just not the culture we live in it's very yeah. like you go to high school and then you go to college it's definitely an expectation but yeah. i'm in full support of the gap year yeah and like for me i just i left when it came time for me to narrow down like exactly what i wanted to do because i was like the second i pick a major or a program all of a sudden i'm super limited and i can only take things in that program but i want to do this and that and this and that so yeah yeah, so I just, what's your you sign? know, Scorpio. Oh, beach. What, what's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Pisces. Oh, I'm a Pisces, yes. Okay. I've heard, I don't know how true this is. But I have also heard what you're about to say. I've heard that Pisces and Scorpios are supposed to be the most mm-hmm. compatible mm-hmm. with each other. So it is argued. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I don't think I've met very many Scorpios. I have a lot of Geminis in my life mm. and a lot of cancers in my life um lots of other things too there are but, a lot of cancers in whatcom county i think yeah um but uh yeah that's what i i mean so far i haven't haven't been disappointed so <laughs> i guess it could be true my son is a scorpio moon moon or rising i don't know he has some in there though hmm. which is i mean he's yeah he's Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, so like super water, all the water. Okay, and it's it's yeah, it's a real <laughs> thing for him. He's he's uh, yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fluid. makes sense. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I always like to know. I'm very um. Into oh yeah, all me the too. Me too. Woo stuff. Yeah, I'll have um, to add you on co-star and stuff. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Cow snatch sixty nine. Yes. Everyone wants to know how compatible you are with me. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've like 
gone on like a couple dates with someone and I'm like, hey, so like you're gonna need to add me on CoStar before we can hang out again because <laughs> so I'm not sure. I need I'm to know if I'm wasting my out. time or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like kind of kidding, but also kind of not. I've I understand. <laughs> I've definitely done that for sure. I mean, I definitely check first. I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I it, like it tells you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the deciding factor, but it is a factor for sure. <laughs> I mean, I know from just the people that I've encountered in my life, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships, that I, um cannot date gemini men gemini men are a no for me mm-hmm. uh friends they're great love love a gemini friend I have that way too lots of them but gemini men for whatever reason like in romantic relationships for me is a hard pass can't do it <laughs> i've had way too many bad experiences so because there's two of them yeah basically <laughs> i mean one of one was like pretty full-on like full-on like he had like to the point where it was like it was almost comical. Like he had two of everything, including girlfriends. I just didn't figure that out until <laughs> after we broke up two years after dating. Nice. Two. Another two. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ebony. She's like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I've had a really weird week, so I'm just like, I just like to sit down and like I'm like, I'm not having to like look at my phone or like scroll social media or see the news or just having a glass of wine and yeah it's shooting great. The shit. Mm-hmm. my phone drives me crazy these days so i try not to look at it i bet i bet it does yeah um okay so i want to talk about just everything that um has been going on for you with um I, I don't even know I don't even know how to explain it or describe it. I don't but either. It's kind of a lot to encapsulate. Let me, yeah, let me start with I um first um like heard about you or saw you or whatever on Instagram, I think it was, uh, probably what, two months ago now or yeah. so. Um right when um, it was like right after all of these protests started happening all over our country um, and there hadn't really been anything happening in Bellingham yet other than I saw like a quick clip of like what looked like some sort of march or walk or something that like mm. kind of went through like I don't even know I saw like a short <laughs> clip there weren't that many people there, like, I don't know, 50 people or something. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? Like, if I knew something was, if I knew that there was, like, a protest or something happening, like, I would have liked to have known about it and, like, maybe gone if it worked with my schedule <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so then I don't even remember how I came across your page. I think maybe my sister, like, sent it to me or tagged me or something. Um, but you posted a live, was it? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. It was, you tell, like, you it tell. was like three in the morning and it was, I had the same experience. Like I found out kind of as it was happening um, that there were demonstrations and the entire day I had been reaching out, like trying to find something because I heard there might be something and it just, 
yeah, I just, it felt like a slap in the face. It was like, how dare you have a march and not invite me and not tell me about it? I'm offended. And also, it just was so honestly just sloppy. Yeah. I just feel like it wasn't thought out. Um, I think I feel like a lot of what's happening right now is that like people it, are girl. people <laughs> are just <laughs> emulating what they see on TV. Yeah. And they aren't necessarily considering like the situational circumstances that lead to that kind of demonstration and lead to that demonstration being effective. Well, especially if it's something that's not planned, organized or put on by mm-hmm. a person of color or a black yeah. indigenous person of color however you want to say it you know it's like it 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 matters yeah it definitely matters and intention matters and that is kind of just what sparked like that march is what sparked everything that I've been doing um because I was just so frustrated that I felt like people weren't seeing what I was seeing And not that I have all the answers, but I feel like I'm seeing something and I just kind of, yeah, I put this video out at like three in the morning and I was probably kind of high, kind of drunk, like (laughs) real tired and a little shady. (laughs) And I just, I kind of got angry at the community and asked them to help me and said, you know, if you want to help, you can help me. Yeah. And I was shocked at the response that I got. I thought it went a little bit kind of exploded. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely thought that I was going to get like maybe one hundred dollars and like could get some people to make some signs. So basically, like, just so people know what we're talking about, if they don't already know. So Ebony. So this happened. This this half assed random quote-unquote march happened Mm -hmm. in bellingham um nobody really knew about it it was really weird it went to trader joe's i think that was like the last stop (laughs) and that's really what put me over the edge it's like why are you protesting trader joe's what is the intention here like what is the goal (laughs) like are you guys just going for a like a walk like what's going on so so ebony puts out this video basically just sharing you know you were just sharing your frustration and like explaining like um, hey, I am a black woman in this community, and how do I not know about what is going? Like, mm-hmm. I should be at like at le- you know at the front of this because this is like something that obviously affects you in a much different way than it does anybody else who's not you know in a person of color's body. Um, and so you're basically just explaining your frustration and saying, hey. I'm going to start my own protest or I'm mm-hmm. going to do my own thing. So who who's going to help me? You guys want to help? Let's, you know, like, here's my Venmo. Like, we need to start. Let's get this shit started, basically. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I like shared it around everywhere. Like all my friends like started being like, let us know. Like, what are the updates? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't really think there is a, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to follow. But like, yeah. So it kind of evolved because when I posted the video, I just like, I just wanted to do one protest demonstration. And my initial idea was to have a still um, protest that stretched from the Lakeway exit to the Samish exit and had people on both sides of the street six feet apart 
um, just so it looked like a unified like army of citizens. And um, and then, you know, in the first 24 hours, I got almost five thousand dollars. And I was just like, oh, okay, my God, (laughs) like I think I can make more than a couple signs with this now. (laughs) (laughs) And then that just kind of kept like piling and like the the community outreach was just crazy. Like, yeah, um, for the 4th of July, we had like Bellingham Arts and Music Festival um, helping back the stage production um like I am now trying to form a board because this what started as being like a single protest just kind of blew up into this grand idea that accidentally became an organization and now we're kind of you started yeah yeah say it girl (laughs) (laughs) so it's called stand speak listen and um yeah wow crazy Uh, Definitely on accident, but super awesome. And we've been doing a lot of things and we're kind of on the verge right now of just deciding, like, are we a nonprofit or are we a business? Um, And I think we're a nonprofit. I actually am trying to figure out how we can do both. But Well, I mean, it's all happened so fast, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is what like from May till now. Yeah. And it's just been like there's already been. So most of you, if you're from this area, probably heard about or went to the rally that happened uh in june beginning of june at Mm -hmm. maritime park was that was that a stand speak listen so that wasn't but we did end up partnering with most of the people that put that on and what kind of happened is like at a certain point all of the organizers were talking so any event or demonstration that was happening was interconnected got it Um, And that's more or less the case now. I feel like we kind of had a moment of that and we're still all leading towards the same goal, but we're also like doing our own thing a lot more. It's kind of like branching out in styles of demonstration. Gotcha. Okay. So that was something that I was like wanted to clear up too because I wasn't sure because I was like, is this because so when I when when Stan Speak Listen became a thing like from the very beginning I got added to there was a Facebook group for like canvassing yeah that like I think there ended up being like a hundred people in it and I was just I don't even remember who added me to it but I like have been pretty like vocal about everything that's been going on and so whoever saw that like was like here like let me add you to this or whatever and um so I kind of got to see some of the like behind the scenes stuff that was happening that like other people didn't know about until mm. like the rally happened and then the 4th of July event happened um which to people who aren't in that group were like kind of like was like a like not all of a sudden but it was like oh like there's this thing going on but like I knew like what was happening already cuz I was kind of part of the um, group of the smaller group of people that was, um, kind of getting the word out essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to like toot my own horn or anything, <laughs> <you>. but like, <laughs> but, um, I kind of like was in the know just a little bit more cause I, I was seeking that out and wanted to do whatever I could to like help in any way or whatever. So, um, so I kind of had a little bit more like knowledge and then, 
I was, you know, spreading the word to, you know, everyone who I knew that wanted to be involved or whatever as much as I could. Um, But yeah, that was one thing that I was like, wait, are these the same thing or is it different? But it's definitely, I think as time has gone on, has become more like clear, Mm -hmm. which is probably the case for you as well. (laughs) Like you're like, yep, same. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of the... um the like confusion was us also figuring out what we were doing um especially because I have an original concept and what we saw on the fourth is actually not that um it's pretty it has a lot of elements of my initial vision but it definitely was very far from what I was trying to do um, but with that being said, I saw a lot of room to do what I initially wanted. And I also see that that was very ambitious. Yeah. Um, so like something like what I honestly am trying to do, that was like the point of that video or became the point will probably take me at least a year to organize. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so kind of, um, tell everyone like, um leading up to the event that happened on the fourth like how that all came about um what kind of the idea was behind it what happened um I was there but there I think um there were like a lot of people weren't and they like didn't really know like what was going on or like Mm -hmm. um so maybe just like kind of like talk us through a little bit like that whole thing and then also like um kind of what the purpose I don't know the if purpose is the right word but kind of like what the idea behind Stan Speakless is yeah um and then kind of like where it's going do you, do you see what I'm saying yeah yeah okay. totally <laughs> um well I'll start with the Stan Speakless mission um which is to create constructive spaces for uncomfortable conversations um And the reason I kind of created that instead of just leaning into Black Lives Matter is because I believe that there is space for Black Lives Matter in Stan Speak Listen. Um, And I do believe that we are going to see a day when Black Lives Matter doesn't have to exist. Um, And when that day comes, I believe that Stan Speak Listen will still have space for the next issue. Um, So I wanted to keep it very open-ended so that I could continue it. And I kind of realized, like, along the process that I'm potentially creating a career for myself right now. 100%. Um, (laughs) 100%. Yeah. And so um, I'm trying to figure out how I can get paid to do what I'm doing because I absolutely love it. It's fulfilling. And I feel like I'm actually making a difference. Totally. Um, So a lot of what it stemmed from initially was... I mean, it's all about protests. It's about the different forms of protests and like modernizing protests, thinking outside of the box, like new ideas, um, because we've seen the same things over and over and they are progressive and they do enact change. But it's important to understand why. Um, so like when we see giant marches in the street with police barricades like that is effective in cities like Seattle and Minneapolis because you're actively bankrupting the city by keeping all of those officers out on the street and by keeping people in a centralized location where they can't be spending money. I never thought about that. Yes. And so (laughs) 
like, that blow, kind like of thing. My mind right now. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of thing doesn't really work for Bellingham because of the way that Whatcom County is set up and just like the structure of the businesses, the fact that it's mostly small businesses. Like we don't actually want to bankrupt our city. Definitely not. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> um and so you know, there's there's that and things along those lines where I just like I have been studying protests like crazy the past couple months and just trying to figure out, you know, what works, what doesn't and looking at like modern protests, like what's happening now, like scouring Twitter, you know, just for like the nitty gritty, like gory, actual police brutality videos of protests to see like what is the tipping point? Like when did violence get instigated? what are de-escalation tactics that work and what are like preemptive de-escalation tactics. And one of the number one de-escalation tactics I found was music. Um, And that just, it, you know, brought on just this barricade of, oh my God, yeah, music is protest. Music has been protest. Like that is music's origin is protest. And I just think that... We just need to try something new. I think that we are in the middle of something new. I think it's the first time in history that mass amounts of white people are on board with this movement. It's not the first time this movement has come up. It's the first time everybody's on board. In quotes, everybody. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) yeah. More than there has been. More than your typical. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm just kind of focusing on new ideas like you know, an autonomous zone. Like we see CHOP as an example, but that's not the only form of an autonomous zone. Like a community garden is an autonomous zone. Um, You know, I think that um, when demonstrations happen that are um, quote unquote destructive in some way, um, there's a police response because that's when they feel threatened. But that's not necessarily when they are threatened, right? Because yeah. building community is threatening. Getting everybody on the same page is threatening. Um, and so that's what Stan Spiegelson is trying to do. Like create community spaces where people can get to know their neighbor, you know, voice their struggles and lift up other people um, and just feel respected and feel safe and feel like they have a place there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's something that's so difficult about, like you were saying, like you wanted, um, you know, the goal is to eventually get to a place where Black Lives Matter doesn't have to exist because they will matter and it we won't be fighting for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really great because, like, there has been so much divisiveness happen- happening uh because of course i don't even i don't even know how it happens but it seems like everything gets turned into a political statement or agenda or whatever and then it turns and then it keeps snowballing and turns into basically like the right versus the left when at the end of the day that's not what this is about at Mm -hmm. all it's about human rights period but when you know, there is voting involved and and politics involved in getting people their human rights, then it can kind of get murky. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think that's something that's been hard is like 
I've kind of been seeing both sides of it in the sense that like I know I know what I believe is true and right and just but I know that there are people who don't agree with me for whatever the reason is and unfortunately sometimes like protests or marches or whatever get turned into this like one side versus the other yeah when it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way but people just get so like defensive and when when I say people I I I don't know I'm mostly speaking to like the white people that I know (laughs) and myself included um just you know hearing black lives matter and wanting to say well actually all lives matter or this matter you know or that it's just like okay but like let's think outside of the box for a second here and realize that like what that like we may we may actually agree on more than you think even though you know our politics are so opposite or whatever mm-hmm. but it's so hard to figure out a way to have those conversations in a productive way where people aren't getting up in arms and defensive and just like want to be right about everything yeah so I think that it's like that's I think that's kind of like what the point is of like what you're talking about right exactly exactly trying to kind of like remove that that part of it and just getting down to the actual point which is human rights for every single person yes Yes, exactly. And so we've been trying to come up with creative ways to do that. Um, My favorite one has been Cleanup Club, which I've been slacking on in the past two weeks or so. But usually um, I'll do it on Wednesdays uh, because on Wednesdays we pick up trash. Um. (laughs) We don't wear pink. We pick up trash. (laughs) Yeah, but I... (laughs) Um, I initially like came up with cleanup club. Like if you heard me speak on the fourth, you've probably heard some of this, yeah. but it's because I was um, walking down an alleyway and I saw a houseless person sitting next to a pile of garbage. And I was just disgusted with the community to let that happen. Um, because those are their living rooms, you know, that's their chair, that's their furniture and it's covered in trash. And they don't deserve that. And so the initial idea was like, okay, how can we make things better for them, for the people that are surrounded by this more constantly? Obviously, let's clean it up. But then it's like, okay, how can we take it a step further? Um, Well, like Cleanup Club in itself, you know, that's a bunch of different people from all over the community getting together. So you're making new friends, like pairing up with different people and make sure to mix it up and make it inclusive. Um, And then beyond that, it's like, how can we take it a step further? So I canvassed to most of the businesses downtown and got permission to use their dumpsters. So it's like, we don't have to transport the garbage. Now the businesses also feel like they're helping and they feel like they're a part of it. Yeah. Um, And we're picking up in front of their business. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so just things like that, where it's like, okay, well, how can we... Like, talk about what we need to talk about while simultaneously doing something beneficial to the community or to ourselves. Totally. So, what, so kind of, like, maybe talk about a little bit, like, the event that just took place on the 4th and, like, what went into planning that. 
how it how you thought it went like from your perspective mm-hmm. and kind of like what went really well what maybe didn't go as planned or like you know just like kind of everything I don't know however you want to yeah um so I had never planned anything actually um I've never been in a leadership position I've never been in charge of anything I've never had like any large project where I direct other people um so this was all a first and a learning experience for me um and so, like, a lot of things went wrong, but it was <laughs> it was good. And all in all, I'm really proud of the event. I'm proud of what yeah. everyone did, like, putting it together. It was incredible. Um, and I actually was kind of surprised, although I probably shouldn't have been, at, like, my experience at the event because it was more administrative. Um I realized like I kind of had to grapple with and accept the fact that I truly did not create that for myself. I made it for other people, for other people to understand where I'm coming from. And because of that, I had to run it. So I didn't really personally get to enjoy like yeah. that much of it. Yeah. Um. So like my perspective is a little, little more behind the curtain, but um. With that being said, like there were a lot of things that I saw were really, really effective. Um, I did think that the distancing was good. Um, I loved I made a point to see certain speakers and performers because, you know, gotta gotta support the fam. So just for anyone who like isn't aware, what we're talking about is this event that Stand Speak Listen Mm -hmm. put on um, on the 4th of July as a form of protest. in the form of art, um, music, uh, you know, uh, spoken word, mm-hmm. all of these different things. And it was like a, I think it was supposed to be like four hours, but it ended or five or six or something, but it, it went pretty late. Yeah, that, um, that's true. We did go almost two hours over the signed what? ordinance <laughs> and uh, I actually found out they could hear us almost all the way across town. Like they could oh, hear yeah, us in Sunnyland from downtown and that's like, mm, it's a couple exits away. But I mean, it was the 4th of July, so there were fireworks going off everywhere. So yeah. I don't think anyone really like, yeah. would have cared. I but. mean, like... <laughs> So there was this <laughs> event that was put on mm-hmm. at, uh, what's the name of the park? Okay, so I'm having some a discrepancy, fart. like Wayward Park, but I've also heard Acid Ball Park. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Down by the water, basically. Yeah, waterfront. I've also heard that sure. by the waterfront. Um, in <laughs> Bellingham. So um, so it was kind of like a, like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but I mean, there were just done. It is. It is hard to explain. Diff- huh? <laughs> yeah, different. You know, artists and people um, in the community. People, you know, a little bit farther from the community, like Seattle area, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Came up to be a part of this event, um, and for me personally, I went with my sister, and we invited a couple of friends, and and for me, it was kind of like the Fourth of July is supposed to be this celebration of, you know, freedom and independence and our country and all of this. Right. But it's like, but 
when that was happening in whatever year it was, 1700s, 1800s, I don't even know. I think it was the 1700s. I don't know. The point is, I don't know either. <laughs> is that when our country became, you know, free or independent or whatever you want, whatever, uh, people still owned slaves. And so it's like, who, yeah. who's free? Like, what are we celebrating? Like, what is, how, like, and, and that's something that obviously for a lot of people is like controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, just because I think a lot of people just, automatically go to like defensiveness instead of like trying to understand like where other people are coming from but personally I've never really been a huge fourth of July person I wasn't born in this country I grew up here but I wasn't born here um and I just never really was like that into it and um and so now like since all of this all of these protests and events and different things that have been going on in the last few months like it just didn't it just felt not right to like be like woohoo america like this country's so great and of yeah. course there are great things about it and um i'm not going to sit here and like shit all over the usa but also <laughs> like there are things that need to be fixed and and there are things that need to be changed and evolved and um so for us i think it was a cool like a good way to like um to take the time to kind of look at that day in a different way and spend it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, Listening to, you know, other people um, in the community, people of color, um, tell their stories or express their art or, you know, whatever the case was. Um, In place of celebrating the 4th of July, uh, because of all of the stuff I just talked about. So, yeah, yeah, that's actually that was the main reason I wanted it on the 4th of July. And I thought I was going to get a lot more pushback about that. Um, but I just, you know, suspected there was going to be a mass inner conflict about how to celebrate. Cause it's like, should we be celebrating? Um, and I think that there is room in these national holidays to celebrate but I think that we need to be critical in thinking about what that day means and like what we're celebrating and like if there is actually something to celebrate and if not like what can we learn from that yeah words are hard (laughs) (laughs) it's okay (laughs) um so I'm trying to think um yeah so that was I mean that that a lot went into planning that right and it's not like you were saying earlier that wasn't like didn't exactly go like how like what your Mm -hmm. original yeah so it just had to evolve like there were limitations we faced that just it was like okay we can like either put all our effort into trying to battle this or we can just change the plan and say fuck them and just do something they can't stop who's they um, so we were trying to get permits. Oh, uh, okay. We were trying to do this shit on the legal, but like more or less. I think it was legal, technically. It's not legal if it's viewed as a concert, which it wasn't. Um, but since it was a protest demonstration, they couldn't really stop us. And like that was like the park we used. Uh, 
I want to say it was public property, but now I'm honestly not sure. I believe I was told by my team that it was public property, but either way, we used it and like whatever. Everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was fine. Yeah. But I initially <laughs> wanted it to take place like actually downtown, um, integrated within the streets, um, which I still see happening. Um, I just think that's, you know, I kind of ran into like a Tanacon like Firefest situation. Oh, it's like you're <laughs> trying to plan this huge thing and you're like, I can do it in like a month. That's fine. And you can't. You yeah. just you cannot. It's not possible. So, yeah, there were like some compromises that we had to make in realizing like, OK, you can't actually plan like a festival in one month. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Which is almost the initial vision. It was like a really, really big demonstration. Um, like I want it to keep expanding. I want to build models that other towns can adopt. Um, I want to build a model for like school clubs. Um, and I think that could go a lot of different ways. Like that could go into um, kind of... I don't know if training is the right word, but I'll say training people to be artists and like how to be successful in that, how to market yourself, how to like be a business person, an entrepreneur. Um, but I also think it'd be valuable in giving like real sex education or providing like mediation, you know, for conflict. Like if you actually have problem with that bitch in second period, <laughs> like you can talk about it and be like, no, nah, she put gum in my hair and I won't fuck with her. And like, I don't know. I see a lot of different possibilities. And I think that's part of like the confusion for everybody is that I see so many different branches yeah. and I see that it can do all of them um but it's like taking the time to do it correctly from the beginning so that it'll continue well, especially and like when you're itself. essentially starting something from scratch from yeah. the ground up it's like you know there's gonna it's, some of it is just trial and error that's just kind of the way it is yeah but it's cool to see that there are so many people who are on board and like ready to kind of go along for the ride and like you know just support it and I think stuff like that is so needed in this area especially because it is such a um white community <laughs> um and there's a lot of I we kind of talked a lot about this sort of thing in last week's episode there um I had a gal on who um she's a high school student and she kind of similar to you basically started an organization kind of on accident, but it has kind of like turned into this thing that has blown up. There was a big March that happened here in Linden, um, two weekends ago. And there were a couple thousand people who ended up showing up and we marched nice. like three miles. It was wild. If you have a chance to listen to last week's episode, we like talk all about it. But, um, anyway, she's amazing, but kind of similar. Like she's saying like, you know, we started this organization kind of just randomly, like we saw a need for it. And now, like, where do we go from here? Like, what events do we plan from here? Uh, um, I think I actually, I texted you about. Yeah. Because she, she reached out to me. Amsa is her name. She reached out to me saying, like, hey, we're putting on this event. Like, we need, you know, kind of similar to what 
the Stand Speak Lesson event that happened on the 4th. They're mm-hmm. doing a similar one, I think, actually this Monday at Maritime Park. Oh, good. Um, now from, I know what I'm doing on Monday. Yeah, from like <laughs> 4 to 7, I think. But um, uh, kind of a similar thing where they're having, like, they having a lot of, like, Black-owned um, businesses in town and artists and speakers and different things. Um, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, but... There, it's a bunch of high schoolers and like early like college age kids that mm-hmm. just kind of like were in a group chat and then started an organization, and they're kind of yep. going through the same like growing pains, I guess you could call them. Um, in the sense that they're like, okay, like are we a nonprofit? Like, what does that look like? How do we move forward? Um, you guys actually should meet up and swap ideas yeah i can see how that would be really beneficial i have like ten (laughs) thousand ideas for different demonstrations i'm just like yeah i'm sure it's a lot (laughs) that's the other thing that we were talking about too that has been kind of like although this whole covid craziness and quarantine and all of that has been like just so wild and everything being shut down and everything it has kind of I don't think that what is happening in the world right now could be happening if there if there weren't this like shutdown of the yeah, world basically. I completely like, agree. All of these other major events, mm-hmm. concerts, sporting events, all these other things aren't happening. So people have time to think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like I can't get over it. Like people who listen to the podcast every week i'm so sorry i sound like a repetitive ass bitch but you know what (laughs) here we are but it's so true it's like it's just when you when you have time to like sit down and like process like everything that has happened in the last few months and like really think about like what's going on Mm -hmm. and like kind of think big picture it's it's kind of it's insane yeah i've been drinking a lot of white claw this week (laughs) (laughs) It's, but yeah I yeah it's just it's insane but it's it's so cool to know that there are people who like you and like AMSA who are like stepping up and like hey like I don't really know what I'm doing but I'm gonna try and see where it goes and you know like you said like this could potentially be a career yeah for you yeah um and kind of taking I'm sure a lot of your own experiences as a person of color um, and using that to kind of like move and like take that momentum and like get other people involved and supporting and kind of like impact change. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth or not. I'm just like, (laughs) no, no, I agree with you. (laughs) I totally agree with you there. And like with the pandemic, I, I don't think that I would have put out a video if there had not been COVID because before I put out that video, I'd spent two months by myself in isolation. Like I live alone in the studio apartment. Like I lost all my jobs on the same day. And so all of a sudden I had nothing to do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to read like four novels. I'm going to learn piano. And like (laughs) that was all going great and dandy. And then George Floyd was murdered and it just like that just came crashing down and it was like okay obviously this is not the tea right now so I gotta do something more important but I think that without those like two months of like actually reflecting just on my entire life and like seeing kind of the progression of movement within society um, because like my 
personal window out of my apartment has a pretty good like um people watching vantage point um and so i kind of got to observe like the change in flow of foot traffic for covid and like how that affected businesses and especially because i was working at um three different shops downtown bellingham um so i really saw like how that personally affected that whole street and like the market there um yeah and i think like without that pause i wouldn't have it wouldn't have sparked enough in me um or i wouldn't have felt like i had the time or something or another you know like, i think the fact that we don't have anything else to do it's like <laughs> yeah well i mean there are certainly like i've gone back to work now that it's allowed and hopefully we won't go backwards but we'll see um <laughs> and i think there are more people like being able to go back to work and restaurants are open and things are opening mm-hmm. slowly um but there's still no like major events happening mm-hmm. like travel isn't really a thing like you can sort of but like it's sketchy yeah so it's like other than people who might be able to work it's there's not a whole lot else going on really um which has caused a lot more people to pay attention (laughs) and to like you know have a light bulb go off which has definitely been the case for me um personally which like I said, everyone who listens to this podcast every week already knows. I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's even part of why we had, like, the music element is because, I mean, but beyond the fact that that is a form of, like, voicing your opinion and expressions in a way that's easier to understand. And, like, music is universal. Totally. Um, but also, you know, we're all pretty antsy. Yeah. And we could all use something. Like, I think that protests can be effective and fun at the same time. And that can be kind of controversial because people should be saying, like, you shouldn't be having fun right now. You know, this is serious. And, like, yes, that's true. But I believe that we have to remember why we're protesting. Because life is beautiful. Because we want to enjoy it. And, you know, to quote V for Vendetta, a revolution without dance is not worth having. And I I truly believe that. I, I think we should be dancing the whole time. Like, remind them why Black Lives Matter. Totally. I love that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, the, we don't want the only thing being shared and, and, you know, going on and threads and whatever being of just like murder and death and trauma. Like, I think it's important that people know that those things are happening, mm-hmm. but also like sharing joy, like, and, and the parts of black culture that are so beautiful and have, I mean, are, are a lot 90% like origin of all art that exists you know what I mean <laughs> like I mean I don't need to tell you that but um you know it's it's all you know it's all kind of intertwined I guess mm-hmm. um and like you're saying like there are lots of different forms of protest music being a huge a huge one I mean if we think back to like I mean artists like Tupac and like other like rappers like in the 90s and I mean Mm -hmm. even before that of course but like like Jimi Hendrix and like I mean even if we just go back to like slave music and like crop fields like 
Yeah. And music is powerful. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. And it's also sneaky. It's very stealthy. Sometimes <laughs> people don't realize how powerful it is yeah. till it's too late. And that's part of the benefit. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm. that's kind of like feels like a good place to kind of leave things a little bit. Yeah. Um, if uh, Is there anything else that you want people to know? Are there things coming up? Uh, pages to be following? Things to be paying attention to? Anything um, that you can think of? Yeah, I would say any Stan Speak Listen, Listen pages. We have Facebook, Instagram. There's a website that is pretty barren because I personally have been slacking, but it does exist. So you can like type in stanspeaklisten.com and it'll take you somewhere um <laughs> i'll tag the instagram and the facebook like link all that in the episode yeah. description for now and just stay tuned for a more um uh detailed website in the future yeah I'll say that yeah um but beyond that i would say you know it's just good to remember that like progress is success and I think it's all about acknowledging the bad and focusing on the good. And what that means to me is um, acknowledging that there's a problem, but focusing and talking about the solution instead of the problem. And I think, you know, that's what we're trying to do is come up with solutions. I also didn't mention it, but <laughs> good to put that out there that I have a white paper that's being developed by my team. So that's a, a, what? Uh, a white paper. So I that would that. be a list of policy reform okay. that we can present to local government to implement. Um, and that there is an uh, editable, like commentable version of that that should be attached to the Stand Speak Listen Facebook page. Um, so you can read through it, um, input any advice, even if it's just, I didn't understand that, that's really helpful. Um, I believe there are two versions being developed. So there's one that's more legal and then you know one that's in more layman's terms um but yeah we want everybody's feedback um that way you know when we're presenting it it can truly be what the people want um yeah sweet um cool yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody go out and vote yeah seriously <laughs> uh, please make sure you are registered to vote if you are 18 or older mm -hmm. um don't vote for Trump. Um, <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> for the love of God. Um, <laughs> or whatever you believe in. Oprah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll pray to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might not even be a good idea with this whole Pizzagate thing that's going on. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a story for um might have to get my sister on to talk about <laughs> might have to have a conspiracy theory episode. I don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory or if it's real or You what. know, there's a market for that now that Shane Dawson is canceled. <laughs> oh my rip. Literally rip. Okay, not literally, but wow. Wow. We really brought it full circle. Really just brought it back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not following i'm so sorry but we're having fun and that's all that matters so <laughs> oh well on that note <laughs> cheers to that i think that that is a great 
bookmark to end on <laughs> ebony thank you so much for coming on the pod thank you for having me um taking your time it's wow it's after 10 o'clock now so Lit. i mean this will come out this actually comes out tomorrow technically in two hours because midnight but anyway um again thank you so much for being here um i will make sure to link all the things in the episode description on the instagrams all the things um, everybody like the pages, follow along with what's going on. Stay tuned for more things coming up. Um, and if you want to help in one way or another, I'm sure Ebony would love to hear from you. It, oh yeah. It, she might not get back to you right away because she has kind of, her Instagram has kind of exploded <laughs> in the last couple of months. I'm sure your DMs are like hot fire, yeah. like crazy right now. There should but... be a volunteer form on the Facebook page. Perfect. So you can fill that out. Perfect. Good to know. If not, I'm sorry I lied. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. You can talk to me. I'll figure it out for you. However, however we can get the job done. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's going to do it for today. Cool. I've said thank you three times already. That must I mean be, it. that's probably good luck I really somewhere. appreciate you being here and sharing and doing what you're doing. Um, I'm happy to be a part of it in one way or another and to hopefully get more people involved and realize that this is about humans and everyone having the same rights and getting to a place where... There doesn't need to be all of this divisiveness. And I don't know. You could call me Pollyanna if you want. But I believe that it can happen. So. Me too. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully in our lifetime. And if not in Lennox's lifetime, my son or whatever. Hopefully sooner than later. But with that, TGIF fam, hope you guys have a great weekend. Ebony, one more time. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. See ya.